AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Hello and welcome to episode 14, season 13 of the Fighting Cop Podcast. Can you believe we're just into September? We've already done 14 episodes. That's how fucking, that's commitment, isn't it? I think. Always, always working, mate. Always working. Crafting and obviously it's, we're talking about Tottenham Hotspur, which is a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. And I mean, I've never, I don't, I'm so happy and, and, and excited and I feel warm every time I think about my football club. I feel like they're, they're giving something back to me. For, for, in this relationship that's been abusive and, and one-sided and I put so much in and they give nothing back finally finally they're giving something back they're on their knees because <laughs> I've been on my knees taking a large portion for many we all have we've all been on our knees for a long time Ricky dished up many wallops you're, what are you doing I'm thinking you're doing like little 69ers you're not on your knees yeah. everyone's on their knees no, no, it can't be. No, I'm not doing 69 because that's that's the good. That's good. I like that. <laughs> so, I'd, so if that was if that was me in Tottenham, I'd be there'd be pleasure both ways. So it's not. It's just one sided. What? So hang on. You've put so much work in that you're not willing to do a 69 with Tottenham. Not, ha- not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. What, what would not what yet. would it take to, for you to do a 69? Actually, with no, no. In it, no, in this scenario with Ange is 69 because it's pleasure both ways. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so, so you are you're already yeah i am yeah i'm already there you're yeah. you're already in bed yeah. doing a 69 with tottenham <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right mark the person that has to be the the, the 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 bottom on in a 69 with Ange. that's a pretty scary thought isn't it do you know, I always oh, thought man. in terms of 69 is like the the men couldn't can't be on top it's just too awkward yeah, that's it. Is like has anyone ever done that? And I, I don't. Know. Is that a thing? Can you imagine being on top of your missus in a sixty-nine? <laughs> no, that's what I was But in Tottenham, if Tottenham, not forget the missus. If it's Spurs, I think I might want to go on top just to really fucking because they've been they haven't been very good to us. So then that's time. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't know what we're talking about, to be honest. Uh, Mark, how you doing, mate? You excited? You, you, you enjoying being the Tottenham Hotspur fan at the moment? Are you glad you chose this football club? Um, Right now I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy. I think we're going the right direction. It's good. There, there's some good vibes. Um, we were talking about the North London derby earlier, weren't we? And 
normally this is about the time you start to sort of get your sweats on and, and you start your nerves start happening but um no i i feel good I feel good about the direction <laughs> we obviously can preview the north london derby at length next week but what is your feeling right now the fact that it's sort of 10 days away how do you feel about it mark Man, I feel all right. I feel all right. I don't look honestly. I think even if we lose, unless we get absolutely walloped, which I don't think there's a massive chance of. Um, I, I think we could absolutely lose. I think they still probably have um, a bit of an edge on us in terms of experience, and the, the, that team's played together for a longer time. Yeah, they're further down um, the path, aren't they? They, they are indeed. Their projects, you know, a few, well, a good few years down, um, which we're literally only just beginning. This is this is we're about to go into game five. Um, but so even if we lose, we we can. There's plenty of ways to explain it away. But fuck, if we get, if, even if we just get a draw, we get a little point there. Yeah, I think that'll be a real that'll be a real point. And yeah. then, uh, but then, fuck, if we win, poor. What limbs? Um, limbs. What What are you saying, Ricky? Are you because you're uh, you're a man. I know you well over the years, and we've we've gone for a I lot. Am, of I am a man. You are a man. Good. Uh, the uh, yeah. So the, the, well, I, I, the, the way I'm feeling. Yeah. Well. The last game we played at their gaff, I think we were, I think we were feeling pretty confident. And at that time, or near that time, Kulisevsky was in form, and he was, he was, he was our star boy. Then he got injured, didn't play, didn't play in the game. And then uh, I think Royale got um, red carded uh, fairly early yes. in the second half. Yeah, well, we doing okay, um, but then we got the red. Uh, yeah, I can't yeah, really, I can't to lock it out. Exactly. I just want, like, I was just thinking, like, with the feeling, the way we're playing, the, the confidence, um, I just want to go to the Emirates with our full-strength team and not for something to happen. Something like, mental. A, yeah, like a royal red card, Larice throwing the ball in his net. And, and now, as we're coming away from uh, the international games, the whispers of Romero being injured. Like, well, can we just not have a good, strong starting eleven and go there and have fifteen minutes where no one concedes, <laughs> and then we play a good game of football? Can we, can we just start there? Yeah, but that Wait. would be great. I'd love that. I'd love that for the entire season. I'd love that. Just to, let's just can we just have no dramas? Let's just slowly plod along, not worry about injuries, and the entire season there is zero stress. Doesn't matter where we finish. Right, some will win, some will lose on, but we don't have to deal with these mitigating circumstances as to why we aren't challenged for a league title. But just, just while we're on the North London derby, the fighting cock social is back. We're doing it against yes. Arsenal. Um, it's at the Bellevue Pub in Clapham. Uh, tickets are £5. We're doing a live Q&A at 12.30. Me and John Bass are on the mic. So if you want to come along, ask us some questions, talk about the game, talk about how you feel about it, whatever it is, we'll have a conversation involving whoever wants to in that pub. Um, but oh, by and large, it's about everyone being together in the hope that we can get a result against the scum. And if we do, what a wonderful, wonderful thing. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll go through it together. It's better than being on your, your living room sofa on your own. It's much better doing it with people. Anyway, yes, yeah, so it's, uh, I think it's five pounds. If you want to get involved, then um, the link is on our Twitter. It's the pinned tweet. Uh, the link's there, and uh, it's dead easy to buy tickets. Uh, so crack on. Um, the limit is strictly 200. Once it gets to that, there won't be any more tickets. The safety certificate on the venue is 200. It cannot be any more. So get get in there quickly. Every single one of these Arsenal ones have sold out quickly. So get involved. Um, Romero, you mentioned the fact that, about him getting injured and... and, and so just on that, he's not injured. Yeah. He is going to be playing against Bolivia tomorrow. He's been photo training. I don't think it was a, even a story. So he's fine. Well, he, he's he's actually going to be playing tomorrow. <clears throat> as far as you can tell, i.e., he's been the the. Was it, did somebody come out and said the injury or it was it was something in Football London? I didn't read the whole right. thing. Uh, Postacoglu handed. Uh, Christian Romo, Tottenham injury scare after boost after scare on Argentina journey. But uh, yeah, apparently he's, he's in. There's video of him training, full training. And, okay, good. And um, he's off to the Bolivia, Bolivia playing football at twelve thousand feet. A uh, few days before Sheffield United, but he's become he's, he's crucial to everything we do, right? And he's become the most one of the most important aspects to it. And it did make me think. It just the conversations we're having in the summer. 
that if we lose one of them, if we lose Van der Ven or we lose Romero, we're, we're in trouble and we need to sign two centre-backs and we didn't do that. So now we find ourselves in a situation or could have found ourselves in a situation where on the eve of the North London derby, Romero might not have been available to play. But as long as nothing else goes wrong while he's out there, then he is. But he's how good, how impressed have you been with Romero, Mark, this summer, this season rather? Yeah, this season. I mean, he, he seems to have... Uh seems to have, have, have found a new spark and a new joy in playing football. Um, there were some quotes I saw today that he was uh, apparently he was apparently going to going to switch away from Spurs if Conte had stayed on, um, which is obviously probably just rumours. But he certainly didn't look like he was enjoying his football very much um, under Conte. But he's just he's found a new lease of life. He's he's playing uh, more expansive, more sort of attacking, more positive and creative football, which is what he's very good at. He's not a he's not your your sort of standard English uh, bread and butter lump centre back. Um, he wants to be he wants to have the ball. He wants to, he wants to create. He wants to move up the pitch. So um, he's he's been outstanding. And and I've said it all along. And it's going to be one of those annoying ones that I'll come back and pull out when the season's over. I think he'll be he'll be lauded as the best centre back in the league um, once this season's over because I, th- I think he's got it. I think you know I, th- I think I think there's some competition. Uh, Certainly from from Arsenal and City, but Van Romero's up there. Competition from Van der Ven. That too, yeah. I mean, that that will be the best partnership by the end of the season for yeah. sure. Um, I, I think honestly, I think the ceiling for those two is is absolutely sky. Mate, you're not saying anything like outrageous there. Like Messi just said he was the best defender I'm in the world. In yeah, but who's Messi though? This oh, is me well, saying it. You know, I guess there's <laughs> I guess there's something in that. Um, Who the fuck is Messi? But what that was a Surely. sensational quote, wasn't it? I mean, I know he's got he's got a, he's got a job in boosting his team, and it helps his um, fellow players if they're they're boosted up. And yeah. the best player in the world is saying the best things about one of your defenders. There's been a bit of a reaction, like from from on, online from other fans, going, oh, "What are you talking about? Of course he ain't." I genuinely think there is a, a lack of respect for how good some of our players are, and I think. And it hasn't lasted long, actually. We're going to talk about this a bit later. But that sort of feeling about us going under the radar hasn't lasted very long, has it? Now people are suddenly already talking about us. Rick, weren't it? We're, we're... Yeah, I, I'm getting a bit... Um, getting a bit... Not sick, but it's... I, I've seen about 25 YouTube videos. About Andrew. Andrew. I'll watch them all. I've watched every changing, single one. Changing the face of football. <laughs> Um, and how uh, Tottenham's now fixed and we're going to win the league at a canter um, and what we're doing different to Pep and Arteta and it's just there's uh, just a lot isn't there how, and it, it, I just I don't want I wanted I, I don't mind a few yeah and it's been created by uh, Tottenham fans uh, Tifo just a, just just a, just a handful just a sprinkle but there's 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 a lot out there now. and now everyone knows everyone knows how we, how we play football. Yeah. Don't tell everyone. Yes, yeah, so I was thinking as I fucking like what was it? it was um, Football Daily. So don't do that. You got loads of subs. Everyone's going to know how we play now. And I had to worry. <laughs> and this is not. This isn't like. This is a stupid thing to be worried about. But I'm like, what if what if everyone tries to copy us? Like, don't do our tactics. Do your own tactics. You come up with something. Don't come on and look yeah. at what our taxes are and go, well, we're going to do that. That's not allowed. You can't, you can't, you can't nick other people's tactics. That's my rule from now on. All right. If, if we're playing a 4 3 3 with inverted fullbacks and, and, and two eights that, that double into tens when we're attacking football and we have wide wingers that create space, no one else is allowed to do that in the league for at least one season. You can readjust. Yeah. It's like Formula One. Right, you have to change your car at the end of the season. But you can't adjust your tactics. That's your tactics. That's the way you got to play. If you're Burnley or whoever it is, just play the way you play. Fuck off. Stop looking at our videos on the internet. <laughs> stop making all of our. Stop making videos about Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? It's, it does have. A, I've got a sicky feeling that there's too much attention on us now. I don't want it. I want us to be under the radar still, and we're not. After four games of football in the Premier League, we're not under the radar. We're everyone's favourite second team. Everyone needs to fuck yeah, off. Yeah, I think a lot, a, a lot of um, neutrals have been saying that they're interested in watching Tottenham. Tottenham are fun to watch. It's you know, and I guess you got to take it as a compliment, really. Like rather than having um, murder football by Conte and Mourinho, like what we we can't have it, but we can't have it all the way that we want. Even though I always want it the way that I want. 
I want it but, all the way I want. Yeah, exactly. Um, Why can't we have it the way but, we want? Because I think it's because the other teams, uh, like Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal started a little bit slowly. It's just, We're the ones that are playing playing great football at the moment and it's going to sell by writing more stories about us um, and bringing us back into that. We'd been written off before the season started. You know, top six, everyone was like, nah, like, yeah. mate, are you having a laugh? And now it's like, oh, let's, we've got an extra thread here. Let's put this back into the Champions League chat. Yeah, if, like you, if you were putting us in eight for ninth, you're not allowed to watch us. You're not allowed to say, oh, no. now, now they're my second team. There's a lot of revisionism already. There's a lot of people changing their minds. And it just goes to show, especially like in the YouTube community, of which I'm part, I guess. There's a lot, there's a big video that everybody does and it always does good numbers because people are fascinated by something that cannot be predicted really. And that's every, every the place where every team will finish in the, in the Premier League. And I saw some of us, like Boovy, I know he's a wind-up merchant, right? I know Boovy on a personal level, he is a wind-up merchant. He does it well, to be fair. But he's, I think he had it in 10th. Now, he's saying, they, they asked a question on the club, they said, if you're a player, who would you rather go to play with? And uh, Villa's Emery's Villa or Postecoglou's Tottenham? And Booby went, well, Postecoglou's Tottenham, obviously. And Rory was like, well, hang on a minute. Like four weeks ago, you were putting him in tenth. Now you just goes, yeah, well, I've changed my mind. And that's what's happening across the board. <laughs> People are changing their minds. And you know what's happening? We're forcing them to do it. It's like we've pulled Good. our dick out. Look, you see, told you we yeah. had a big one. <laughs> and now you can I see. Told you he was a grower. Yeah. <laughs> now you can see how big it is. Grill. And there's wide eyes everywhere going, wow, look at that. What a piece. <laughs> what a piece. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, yeah, um, Mark, what, what do you think about flying under the radar? Now it's been exposed. Now people know how good Postacoglu could be. Will it change anything for you as a fan? I'd rather not the attention at the moment. No, it's it's too early, isn't it? It's a little bit too early. Like we had this when we were a, a couple of years into Poch's tenure, and and we were really good, and we were just brushing teams aside, and we were playing really really exciting football. We we were a lot of, um, we were a lot of teams, sort of second team, like you said earlier, um, but we were a more settled side then. Um, I, 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 yeah, it does feel a little bit early. It does kind of make my asshole quiver a little bit just thinking about us like building this massive hype up and it just keeps it keeps growing but um you know like uh, on the other hand like rick said it, it it is a it is a compliment um having a bunch of quote-unquote neutrals or people that follow several teams um follow you and, and kind of hype you up isn't isn't a bad thing if anything look it, it boils the gooners piss which i'm here for every single day of the week um chelsea hate it as well so it's 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 all good uh, in terms of in terms of that. Um, it does take it does take some of the the the, the, sh- the limelight away from how shit Chelsea are and how Arsenal's start to the season's been a bit stuttering. So I'd like to sort of focus a bit more on that. Um, yeah, but I, I think it hurts just... them more. But the Chelsea fans, it hurts them more, Mark, because if people are talking about how shit they are constantly, that's one thing they're still talking about. And mm. people are like indifferent to Chelsea at the moment. Apart from the mentalness that's gone off off the pitch, which is interesting because it's so unique. But what's on the pitch? Everyone's just like, it gives a shit. It's boring. It's just shit. It's just shit. Yeah, yeah. But there should be more fucking. There should be more outrage about how insane that whole thing is. Um, uh, and and you just know that the the Gooners are just waiting for all this like positivity and all these vibes to to blow up in our face a little bit, or they'll 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 certainly make it feel as if as if that's what's happening so but deep down just gotta stay yeah deep down they're worried though right yeah. they're worried they're all worried oh, yeah. they've got to be looking at this going fuck it i really don't 100%. want tottenham to be this good i really and even if it doesn't look we don't know what the truth is we don't know how the season will play out but right now there are gooners out there going for fuck's sake that's what they're feeling doesn't matter what they're saying they're thinking in inside their brains and inside their body there's this little sick feeling that's living there and it's a little seed of tottenham and it's going to grow inside them the better we get. And their lives will be, become slowly more miserable. Think of this. Our football club is making their lives worse. <laughs> their lives are worse because we exist currently. Before last season with Conte and it was all imploding, we were making their lives better. But now that's gone. That's in the past. Now we make their lives worse. They'll wake up and some of them will wake up and in the morning and they'll have this little sense of dread in their chest and go, 
why do I feel this way? Why do I feel this way? And they'll be looking into the mirror and going, I'm pretty sure I'm not depressed. I've never been depressed. So I don't know why I feel this sense of dread, foreboding, and everything's good in my life. Got a good job, wife, kids, all that. And they go, oh, fuck, it's Tottenham. Tottenham. Tottenham's come to town. <laughs> Tottenham's making me feel like that. <laughs> and the thing is, there's no counselling that can help them. There's nothing. Because the counsellors go, stop being an idiot. They can't. It means this much to them. Tottenham are coming. Um, well, what I want to do, I do want to... Um, what, I, what I find interesting is that we've heard how Ange plays football. We've heard Ange say, this is the way we play football and this is how I like to play football and I'm never, ever going to change from that. And I've had success with all these other teams that we've played, uh, that, uh, that he's managed. Um, what happens when, like people have been watching these videos, figured out how we're going to play, have set up their teams to stop us playing or uh, set up their teams to kind of... I don't know, man, Mark, Madison out the game, whatever it might be. What will Ange do? Will he, do you remember it? Like in other, other managers, oh, they've got no plan B. They can only play one way. And at the moment, this is the way that we're playing and everyone's very excited by it, very new. Mm. What happens when people do figure us out or they st they find a way to stop us playing? Will, does Ange have that in his back pocket? I've got a question for you. What if it can't Go on stop? then. What if it can't be stopped? What if there is no way? Well, you can't do anything about it then, can you? <laughs> We've just got everything. You can't, you can't stop an unstoppable force, can you? It, no. Only an immovable object can stop that. And, no, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, neither, neither there, thing, are no <laughs> there are none. There is. <laughs> but but, but Ange does exist, and he is an unstoppable force. Yeah, so. just there isn't an immovable object just yet. Um I don't know. I don't, maybe, look, everything, football changes. He's been doing this for years. Same system. It always works. I don't know what works for Tottenham is, though. What, what works means success and winning something. I think Pastor Cogley will probably want to do that. Well, obviously, he wants to do it immediately, but he probably sees a realistic vision for next season as when we can actually challenge. That's, that's what he, I mean, who knows what might happen, but... That's, I think, based on his interviews, what, what he probably thinks. But, um, I mean, I look, I mean, you look at our playing staff and you think they're perfect. They seemingly, out of nowhere, are completely perfect for the system. Whereas we worried about how much we'd bought into um, Conte's system, weren't we, Mark? We were talking about, on the preview podcast, talking about how we'd essentially backed Conte by buying players that fitted into a 3-4-3. Free and then we were looking, well, Postacoglu's come in and we're talking about Porro and Adogi and uh, wing-backs, not full-backs. And in reality, with that inverted full-back system and how they have to support the midfield, they are perfect for it. All I would say would be that Porro's probably slightly right-weighted, if that makes any sense. He's very right-footed, right whereas Adogi's balance seems to be that he can kind of float in and out. But other than that, they seem perfect for the system though, thus far. Porro especially has been yeah. incredible. Yeah, they've they've both been amazing, and you're you're totally right. We we were very worried, sort of, as as Ange was getting confirmed, and and you know looking at this squad, it was a squad built for you know very wing back heavy, um, centre back, but not very centre back, very good centre back heavy, um, you know, and and not really very many sort of uh, out and out wingers like we know sort of Ange likes, and I think we still still have a little bit to do there, but. Um, I, I think it's, it's a combination of really good coaching, really good man management, being really, really clear about what are the principles and what's the strategy that we're going to we're going to uh, kind of put in here, um, speaking very plainly and, and just players just taking it on. I think I think there's been a, 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 there's been a, um, you know, a, a, a kind of a desire in the playing staff to take it on. There's certainly been a desire from the club to kind of allow Postacoglu to come in and, and he's ripped up a lot of things. I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of, Lloris has just been totally sidelined. He's sidelined Dyer. He's sidelined Hoybier, even though he, he might still get a little sub here and there. He's basically sidelined the entire leadership team from last season. Kane got sold. Um, like, there's a lot of stuff that he's been allowed to do. Um, so I think I think all of it's kind of coming together. Um, just quickly on, on Ricky's point earlier about a plan B, I think, 
one of the things I think he is trying to do to, to counter, because Ricky, you're right, once, once teams figure you out, it can be hard. Within each position, we now we seem to have a, a, a sub off the bench for that position that brings a little bit different. So Brennan Johnson brings something totally different to Kulisevsky in raw pace and athleticism, which Kula doesn't have. Kula has the technicality and the creativity. On the other side, Sonny doesn't have the man, the 1v1 ability, but Solomon does. Sonny is a much better crosser and much better in terms of build-up, which Solomon isn't really, but Solomon then gives you that sort of sort of take-on um, ability. Midfield, we might need a little bit more creativity. I think you're right, but once Bentoncourt comes back, you've you've got that as well. Um, we've we've got we've got a plan B. I, th- I think in terms of in terms of the players we've got available to sub in, um, not in terms of his strategy. Or, or the thing is, what gets you flicking the end of your dick when you think about Bentancur is he can play yeah. as an eight, right? He can do that. He can go yeah. and, and, and he's fine around the box and he's a good finisher, good, good forward. But he also he's definitely capable of playing as a substitute to, to Basuma or an alternative to Basuma. If we do lose Basuma in the African nations, then I can easily see Bentancur playing in that sixth role. Um, he, had, he played there, and I think a lot of his criticism came at him when he was playing deeper in, in midfield at Juve when they thought they had a bit of a dud and it turns out they didn't but that those options will extend into midfield when when Ben Tenko's back but you're right in terms of like not having a plan plan B Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I look at his game management that's been excellent so far this season, apart from Fulham game. But you look at times when we have what he considered to be a lead that's worth defending and that the attacking aspect to the game faded somewhat and it became more about controlling the game like you look at Man- Manchester United when Hoybier came on we really didn't look, look in trouble apart from a, one off pass he looked to solidify that midfield and that's what he's I mean he's he's better he's a better player than to play a bit bit part role at a club like Hoybier should be starting somewhere but the fact that and I don't know if you saw his quotes the fact that he's willing and then it comes of no surprise because integrity is nothing has never been anything that you could ever say he doesn't he lacks um and uh, he said look i'll just i'll do what's asked of me i'll get on there and i'll take advantage of every minute i've got and and if the opportunity comes to play then i'll play that's to, to say that a player of his quality we, uh, it will help us do that role of solidifying and making sure having hoybier as an option is is, is quality so we do have those yeah. options. It's just where we are light in some areas of our squad, i.e. centre-back. But then you could think, like, Phillips could come in and go, actually, this kid is good enough. We don't know. But he could. I don't think they would have sold Sanchez. What do you, do, Rick, do you think they would have sold Sanchez regardless because we had to get the money for him or we, we had the option of getting rid of him had to happen, regardless of whether or not we had a suitable backup? Or I do you reckon they looked at Phillips and thought, no, that's fine? Um... I think probably it's a bit of both, um, but I think more so that there's the understanding that we need to get players off the wage bill, and with the bids that are coming in for Sanchez and um, transfers falling through and stuff like that, I think it was a it was a kind of now or never. Sanchez said yes, Galatasaray was like, yeah, we'll take him. It's just like right if we don't if we don't move this player on now. It's never going to happen, and we need to get that. We need to get a bit of money back for him. We also need to free up that space for when January does roll round, that we can say, right, we've got that space. Let's go and get that centre back that we desperately wanted. Um, and then with Phillips, 
Yeah, we've heard that uh, Andy's been impressed with him. But I don't know how many games he played for Blackburn. I'd be able to tell you. I think it was, it felt, I don't know. Yeah, I was just going to guess then. But, guess, um, guess. Uh, I, I felt like it was only a handful of games. Wasn't it 18? Ashley Phillips. Oh. He played for Blackburn eight games. Sorry, eight games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I was going to say four or five games, but... Um, so it might be a bit too much to throw him in at the deep end if Romero was injured from this international and we said, yeah, Phillips, you're the guy. Fucking get in there, mate. Um, might be a bit too early, but... Um, What's the alternative? If it I isn't Phillips, that, that's, that, the alternative that, is... That's the price we pay Big Eric. is... No, yeah, I know. Yeah, I could see your eyes there. I knew what you were doing. You want to get bit. You want to get your Eric out straight in there. <laughs> I don't want to get my Eric out. I want my Eric to <laughs> turn, firmly tucked away forever. But this is the position we've left ourselves in. That we are more concentrated, more focused on shifting the players out and getting them off the wage bill, than um, kind of getting the players in. And if we have. Um, like Sanchez is gone and the backup is Dyer and Phillips. I mean, it doesn't leave us in a terrific we, position, we, does we've, it? Got, we've got to pray for no injuries. I think who is it that keeps banging on the amount of games until the January window? I don't know. It might be Alex. He's like, we've only got 14 games to go through. Just all they've yeah, got to stay, stay fit for 14 <laughs> games. You can't, you can't operate like that. Don't, don't believe you can't be looking at it and going, yeah, I've only got 14 games. Maybe we won't buy one now. It was always, got a cal the calendar in his office every day that goes by he's just got this red X that goes through it yep yeah. yeah. no, no, 13 games quality yeah, good um, just just on that Ashley Phillips buying him from Blackburn after 8 games you imagine what the Blackburn fans were like we're going God this Phillips kid's good isn't he Jesus Christ he's got a good oh he's gone Tottenham that was it that's how quick it is 8 games he's just gone uh, oh shit he's going he's yeah. got time for Spurs well, I mean, um, unfortunately, that's the, just just the way things happen, isn't it, really? Don't be a Tim I Pot mean, little we, club. We, we... That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> what, you want to keep your players? Yeah, Don't be Tim Pot, then. All <laughs> <laughs> uh... oh, right, I thought you were saying more. Okay. Um, no, I was laughing. Just on that, <laughs> just on that um, <laughs> Daniel Levy and that, these uh, attending the fans forum of Postacoglu, do has enough water gone under the bridge in order for him to expose himself to the Tottenham fan base or are they going to so closely select that audience that it will be a calm and sort of very kind of amicable but amicable affair You'd I think that do, do you th do you think that they would um comb through the names 100% and had a look at their Twitter, had a look at their 100%. Facebook, just to see how much pro or anti Enoch and stuff like that that they've put, and then planted a few uh, influencer seeds in there just to kind of. And the thing is, as well, when I saw that, I was going to apply for it, and then I thought, like, I can't be asked. <laughs> I'm really not that interested to travel all the way to Tottenham to say. Uh, Daniel, um, can you tell me that... No, I can't, mate. Fuck off. Right, okay. I'll go back on my train to Milton Keynes. <laughs> These sandwiches for free? No, no. Okay, well, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> um, three, three hour round trip to get a pie in the face. That's brilliant. Mark, what was you going to say? No, I was, I was just going to agree with you. I think there'll be some MI5 level fucking social media trawling happening for, for to make sure that it's the right the right forum that, that comes in so they don't get I mean if Levy is actually gonna be there, I think I I mean he's gonna pull a sickie, isn't he? He's gonna send like Donna Cullen or something and she's gonna have a <laughs> oh sorry, Dan maybe yeah. Daniel had to pull out is one of his kids are sick, you know. I don't sorry. think so. I don't I, I think he will show up. Um it's just they yeah. will strictly can I mean it's it, to some level it's a genuinely like a security issue like they can't be big, but there are still people that absolutely loathe him out there oh yeah do you think you you'll have to submit uh questions beforehand or will it be a geezer in the blue hat he's got his hand up and then you get the mic and, and then you get to ask your question like i would i'm just i'm just wondering how much we will actually get out of this as as fans to say that 
the specific questions that are burning questions within our fan base will actually be answered or whether it's just going to be quite high level roundabout mentions it but didn't actually answer it type questions and answers if i i mean based on everything that the trust have said and talking to cat and martin and other people involved i would be amazed if all of the questions weren't completely vetted beforehand i don't think this is going to be a free-for-all um i i think that if you ask particular questions it'll probably get shut down i'm not I'm not sure. I think it's a good thing for Daniel Lee to do. I think he should be doing this stuff more often. But I can see it from his point of view. Whereas, what do I get out of this? How is this going to help me, really? Because obviously, he's a, he doesn't really care about the his opinion. The opinion of Spurs fans about him, it seems. So I wonder why he's doing this. Because it just seems to me that... I it, there hasn't enough time passed from how furious everyone was at the end of the season. You know, he's got it right with Postacoglu clearly so far, but how? It, I, I'm it's surprised it's come around so early, to be honest. Yeah, Un unless he. Sorry, go on, Rick. No, as you can say, it's it's not even it's like some of the stuff where um, it is about transfer money and it is about buying players. Um, but there's other stuff that no one's really had the chance to kind of ask him. Like, why Why did he feel it was the right time to go to, I can't remember which university it was, Oxford or Cambridge, yeah. to then say a lot of the business stuff about Tottenham. Why, why did he not speak to us as the fans where we were the ones that were most concerned? And the F1 go-kart stuff. Like a lot of people are still burned by that. I mean, not the fact that it's, it's just these business opportunities that have come up and it's like, well, why are we focusing here when we should be focusing there? All these different things that are still have become, have become are just unanswered. There is no way a lot of the water has I'm gone under the bridge. I, stuff with Kane as well. Like, there is a lot of stuff that isn't... Maybe he, he knows. Maybe he knows that he... He needs to be uh, a bit more visible, a bit more accountable, a bit more kind of like going on the PR offensive to stop people going into the stadium and chanting Enoch out, Levy out. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of the, his, I, I need to do this just to answer a, a bit more, really. But then if that is the case, then it can't be a puff piece. It can't be a puff event. It needs, I'm not saying let everybody in so that they're not screaming and shouting at him and it's a shouting contest and that makes all the news. That should never happen. But if there is, Difficult but honest questions. Uh, difficult questions that are given honest answers. That would go some way to bridging the relationship, the damaged relationship that's already that it, that, that it is currently. But if like he's got to answer tickets on, he's got to answer questions on ticket prices in a way that is going to satisfy the Tottenham fan base. And I don't think he can. I don't think there's an answer he can give that would satisfy the people that were out um, protesting against the club, because the re the facts are. It's an extortionate amount of money to go and watch Tottenham Hotspur play. How can he spin it? Shit. Nope. Ticket prices. Forgot about that. Protest. Forgot about that. <laughs> it was only a few weeks ago. There was a fucking... Daniel, what are you the, doing? the most well-arranged <laughs> protest in recent memory. Yeah, so yeah. like, Daniel... I, 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 go on. No, I, I, like, again, I think... I'm, I don't want to just echo what you guys have said, but I, I, think, I think it is a case that they... I can't see any of the reasons for doing this other than... Levy himself wanting to sort of for himself personally wanted to get some of it across but also he's probably had feedback from from several different areas of the business you know socials and PR and marketing and possibly our sponsors have weighed in a little bit and said look guys we're, we're paying you a lot of money and we're being associated with with a club that where there's a lot of negativity around and now is a really good time to go out and sort of address some of that but on the flip side uh, Levy isn't really they're definitely going to vet I think you're right as well Flo I think they're going to vet these questions and I think they're going to put some of those like spicy questions in sort of semi-spicy sort of Korma not of Indaloo question in there that that sort of you know addresses some of it so that we aren't just served absolute bollocks um, and that some most fans can still walk away from there going oh they are some re relatively serious questions I just think the problem is fundamentally Levy's not the best person to to convey the right answers and we we're just not you know what's his comeback going to be on ticket prices oh you know cost of living and we're paying we're proud to be a, a, a 
a employer uh, that pays above the London living wage and blah, blah, blah. And we've hired so many people from Tottenham and all this kind of stuff. And we're lifting the area around and we're doing all this investment. And I, I just, he's going to spin it. He's going to talk like a fi- fin- financier, isn't he? He's going to talk like a finance man. But if we can predict um, about what he would say and then he says it, it's not going to land, or is it? It's not going to satisfy anybody. I mean. Yeah, that's what I mean. So I, I, I just don't know. I, I, I think it's a tricky one because he's the one we want to hear from but he's not the one that's going to give us the answers or, or at least even if it was like, uh, fuck it. I think, honestly, I think put Ange up on that stage and have him give him like roughly the brief of the answers that Levy was going to give. I think Ange would deliver them a lot better. A lot of it is just about delivery and like, you know, cause, cause Levy again, he's going to be focusing on numbers and growth plans and long range planning and blah, blah, blah. Have you seen which, succession? Which have yes. you seen, so have you seen it, Rick? Nah. Oh, but do you know who Kendall Roy is? Nah. Oh, man. There's lots of people who will watch it. But Kendall Roy, when he's about to do this speech and he's pumping himself up, that's what I'd imagine Daniel Levy to be, be, be up, just outside, just punching himself in the face. Just, well, come on, Daniel. Come on, Daniel. You can do it. And afterwards, he goes out and he's met by Donna Cullen. He goes, did that go well? And she goes, no, it didn't. Didn't go well. I said, damn. I thought that was going to go well. Didn't go well, damn. Did that not go well? I thought it did well. Nah, Daniel didn't. Imagine that. Daniel Levy going going on stage in a massive gold chain, just, like yeah, I'm just big on tw- trousers and hip hop. Just music checking Twitter that. and going, "This is bad. This is bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad." It's going down. It's going downhill. Yeah, very fast. Um, yeah, I just it's it's going to be interesting. I think obviously Postecoglou takes a massive will take a lot of the heat out of it because he's everyone loves him. Um, but I think there should be some difficult questions for Daniel Levy to ask answer. But uh, we'll see, I guess. Um, just some good news. So I just spotted on Reddit actually. It says uh, who scored? You know who scored the website? It sort of gives you ratings on players, yeah. average ratings. These are the highest rated teams in Europe's top five leagues so far. Inter with seven point ten. Um, Manchester United City seven point nine. Bayern Leverkusen and Bayern Munich seven point zero seven, and Tottenham seven point zero four, and Atletico Madrid seven point zero two. So that's good. They rate us. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I um, whatever data they're using, that is my favorite. That's my favorite numbers they're using. It's not a bad way because if you think of it, they yeah, they're my favorite as well. But they, it's not, it's not a bad way to do it because they take the average score of every player over the games that have been played, and then they get an, then they get a total average of how well the teams perform. So so there's so much data that it's actually probably quite quite a useful metric to decide how well a team is playing um, we signed Luka Vascovic this 16 year old kid that came out of the blue didn't it it's like what the fuck where is that did mean? that come from what do you mean like like just no one no no one had leaked it no one had reported it it was just wake up look at Twitter oh we're, we've like virtually signed this 16 year old and it's like like, not even a whisper from anyone. It's Where almost as if from? most of these ITK guys are chatting actual bollocks, isn't it, all the time? <laughs> Transfer window's not even open. But And like, we're... We don't shit. I, I, I can imagine they've been in the, in, the, in, the, in the transfer war room and they're going, does anyone give a fuck about the transfer window? Not really. Should we just go and buy this kid then? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't actually sign for Tottenham for, for another two years. So it's not... What? Yeah, <laughs> He's staying with Hajduk Split f- until he turns 18 and then he's coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. We what, what, what did you think? We, we, were, we were just... What, what was it? It's Hajduk's... So it's Croatia, right? So you're just pulling him out of Croatia, yeah. right? At 16 years old, come and play in the Premier League. Is that what you thought, thought Ricky? No, not straight into the Premier League. A little bit, I did you want? In a, in a development squad, I thought he'd be like... He'd come in and he would like learn his trade there would you not go straight into the first team surely he's a better for his development and bearing in mind i I'm, i still am not sure what his actual name is even i've just said it i don't know a thing about him but surely playing first team football in the croatian top division for one of the biggest clubs is better for his development than playing next to fucking name me one of our developmental squad <laughs> just just playing in you know in, in, in Daryl Dorrington and, and in this comfortable sort of scenario this comfortable world of, of Hotspur way where it's everything's the best leave him in Croatia let him get bashed up a bit 
He made. Yeah. His, do you know he made his? He, he, at sixteen, he played in the uh, Hadrick Split versus Dinamo Zagreb derby. Yeah, I did see that. I mean that that you, at sixteen years old. Can you think about what you were doing at sixteen years old, and then think about how mental those derbies are? Well, and you've got to go and play in. How many times I could masturbate in a day was my was my challenge at yeah. sixteen. And that's, yeah. that's the first thing that came into my sixteen wanking. Just just wanking yeah. a lot. Yeah, he is um, a fucking unit though. He's six foot four, like he's an absolute monster at sixteen. Imagine that. He so he plays with he plays with the seniors on on a regular. Mm. Like he's he's just not he's not uh, what there's a, there's a fun little fact though his brother is embroiled in Croatia's biggest football doping scandal at the moment, so um his brother is oh good so yeah. not, nothing's just so, so that's good that's good so, so just, no plain sailing it's not prison. just smooth uh, as normal his nope. brother's now voted in a in a, in a gambling his brilliant. brother's an actual crim yeah which is probably why Paratici knows him shit man this stinks of Paratici doesn't it he's still he's it. just yeah. he's just lingering around doing deals in the yeah but how good is it though look at fuck look at the list of what he's brought in right like, yeah oh i love it yeah i, I, mean, I think my, i think maybe even because he's a like he's an illegal like little side brown envelope kind of man yeah. i think he's like a little bit freer of anything you know he can just have fucking chats and be like hey this is off the record because yeah you know i'm, I'm, not, job. I'm not working at the moment i'm banned <laughs> so you can't you know this doesn't mean anything I'm about yeah. like he's just floating around like a vampire around Europe, just picking up talent for Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> Daniel, I've got another one. Brilliant. What's his name? <laughs> Luka Vaskovic. Never heard of him. Is he good? Yeah, he's good. Manchester City looking at him. PSG looking at him. Really? How much did City bid? 12 million. What, a 16-year-old? Yeah. Do it, Daniel. All right, then. That's it. Just he's right six now. foot four. He's six foot, he's six foot four, Daniel. He's six foot four. Yeah. He's only 16. He's six foot four. Yeah, and you're, oh, how yeah, tall are you? Yeah. You're five six. Like, look out there, it's massive. <laughs> he's twice your height, Daniel. He's twice your height. If you had to, if you, he could definitely. Well, he could definitely batter you. Sign him. Um, we've lost uh, Mark. He's just had enough. Good though. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think back in the day, I think because Fabrizio Romano was the guy to break it and they've already photoshopped him up in this Spurs shirt to make it look like he's ready to, to, to play for Spurs. And there was this huge announcement. I think back in the day before Twitter, it would have just been a couple of lines on, on the official website saying we've signed uh, Croatian talent and prospect Luka Vaskovic. He will return to Hedrick Split and sign in two years' time. Everyone would have just thought nothing of it at all. But people are really excited by it. People are claim to know about football are saying he's he's good and we should be excited i'd just like to see that we're making moves doing you know, stuff that we are looking to the future um you know the um argentinian striker that we bought the young lad yeah where, where is he at the moment no one cares i don't yeah. think like, i okay. think he's signed him and gone don't really care about this he's, he's signed is he is he just is he back in south america is he no one knows. At, like hotspur way doing don't know He's, no, no one knows. No, no. I don't he think... is with us. He's he's with us. I don't. I don't not... I'm not sure he is. He was on the bench. Fuck me. He was on the bench recently. Was he? Jesus. Was he's... he really? What bench? What game? Prove what, it. He was on the, what is it? He was on the bench in uh, for, for oh, a prem game. Yeah. Everything. Look, if, if uh, Vel is 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 walking around the training ground. He's knocked on Daniel Lewis' door. Not now. Not now, Alero. And he's all right. Just walks off. Goes to Postecoglou. No, look, I'm busy. That's his existence at Spurs. Gets on training. Am I training today, boss? I don't care. I don't care. Do you know how boring your face is to me right now? Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, but you've kind of spent all this money on me and I've, I have left my family in Argentina. I just wondered if I was... Just get the fuck away from me. <laughs> Do you think we'll get any minutes? Do you think he'll, he'll play this season, Mark? Uh, I mean... It's possible. It's possible, but I, I could have told I you that. What do you think? What <laughs> hmm? I think you will play. I think you will get minutes this season. Yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I think he will. I think he, like, I, but more because we haven't really fucking got much else. We're, we're talking about, you know, Rishi being, I mean, Rishi cried his last game. He cried. because Yeah, he he's so in shit. a bad way, isn't he? He's in a bad way, man. So then it's then it's Sun up front, and then fuck all else. We're not going to play Brennan Johnson through the middle. That's just I don't I can't see that happening. So why not? He's he's another. He's an eighteen year old specimen as well. He's massive. He looks like a, a proper grown. He's bigger than me and Ricky combined. Like looks better than me and Ricky combined as well. He's he's just he's a unit. So he's at Ricky didn't even flinch at that. So I'm getting daggers now. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I te- no, I totally agree. How, hang on, how, um, how tall would you be if you two stood on each other's shoulders? You, what, six foot? Six foot seven, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, are you I'm kidding me? Really? What, how, how tall are you? You'd have to... Risk <laughs> the panic on Ricky's face. Oh, mate, if, we, if we're both standing on <laughs> each other... Well, if we're standing on each other's shoulders and we're only six foot seven, we're <laughs> pathetic, Mark. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how tall are you? <laughs> I'm a hundred and seventy-six centimeters. Mate, we don't tall. do that shit here. What the fuck is that? What does that I mean? I knew that would piss you off. I think it's five foot nine. I think so. I'm supposedly as tall as Alex from Bristol says he is. Yeah, which is a lie as well. Rick, what what is, Rick, you, you're about three foot eight. Yeah, five seven, five seven. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I've, for years I've been telling everyone I was 5'6 and I went to the doctor <laughs> and measured me result? Uh, and he said you're 5'7 and I was like fucking result mate got a foot yeah boy oh, let's have it um, Richie an inch you got an inch an inch I actually saw some yes, no, inch, Rick, yeah. I saw some shoes you on TikTok that make you give you another two and a half inches oh. really? yeah I saw this question as well the other day Rick right go <laughs> If you could cure all illness in the world, right? But you have to lose four inches off your height. Oh, man. Would you do? You know, I, uh, yeah, I probably would because you'd my be... height is never really that bo- You'd be five foot two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, would, that, I mean, that's pretty small. That's like yeah, but all, child. No, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, no, no, there'd be no illness though if you, if you took it. Yeah, I mean, uh, for for the uh, for the human race, I'd I'd, I'd take that. Yeah, I, my height's never really that bothered me, to be honest. Fair play. Um, we have got a question here from Richie, uh, and he says, "Did Harry ever love us?" I love to talk about Harry Kane again, but he he did put our name in his mouth when he hasn't said yeah. a fucking dicky for ages, and now he's like, "Yeah, well." At Tottenham at Spurs like we did the whole Hot Ones interview didn't even mention Tottenham didn't even say anything the minute he's at Bayern Munich oh yeah well at Spurs it didn't matter and he might be right I get it but what what, what, what why say it why light the flame why say it do you know what I mean what, do, you, do you have any emotional reaction to it Rick yeah I, yeah, yeah I tweeted about it oh, um, what did you say and th- there was there was a few people that uh, not come after me uh, as uh they were just saying they think it's not about Tottenham. It's more about uh, really? the mentality of the club and more of a kind of uh, passive-aggressive swipe at Levy and the way the club's gone. Um, and I was a bit like, you you can do an interview and you can say the pressure at Bayern is massive and you're expected to win every single game. And when you win those games it's how you play as well you you know you're under a microscope for everything um and that's fine but you don't you don't need to draw that comparison with Tottenham and make us out like we're this smaller inferior club and I, 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 don't, I can't remember the quotes exactly but it was it was along the lines of if 
Tottenham lost two or three games, it's not a disaster. I think. Um, I think. Bayern, it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm just reading your tweet now, and it was quite strong. It wasn't a disaster. It was to us, Harry. If you're a proper Tottenham and cared, you'd have felt it too. Was really need to say this. I think he, what he's saying is that he, he did feel it, but no one else seemed to. Maybe, but. You're right. Was there any need to say this? What? How does he what, stop? What, and the thing is, as well, was there any need to say this? And it's your your interpretation of what you've just said, and a lot of other people that have tweeted me, that's their interpretation of what he meant. And what I read from that was my interpretation. Yeah. If you've just not said any of that about Tottenham and made that comparison, then maybe like we wouldn't be having this discussion. And I don't think you really need to to say that anyway. Just concentrate on Bayern and Sharp. and what it does to play with Bayern, yeah. And if you are going to send for us, even a little bit, that then go ten toes, pal. Say that we're Mickey Mouse. You know, just burn all the bridges like, if you're going to do it. But the thing is as well, right, If when I've left my previous companies, I don't then go on the offensive and start tweeting about them and how bad they are or, or this, that and the other. Or, or just make kind of little passag... You just you like, just leave their WhatsApp group without saying anything. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I do. You didn't even say bye to any of them. No, just Ricky has left this WhatsApp group. Yeah, I didn't say bye to anyone. Just 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 started. When people ask you if you have a leave do, you just go, nah. Did not have a leave do, Rick. I didn't. No, I didn't. Didn't bloody want one. I didn't. But then my colleagues were just like, we need to give you a send off. So then I, I did, but I didn't organize one. I didn't want one. Did you? But anyway, <laughs> I, I just kind of like, I'm not, I don't know. I would just leave it. I just take the, t- take the, the high ground and be like, nah, just leave it. But I guess there is an element of truth of what he's saying. And, and that's fine. But um, I just think it was a bit unnecessary for me. And I just don't think he needed to say that and bring Tottenham into it. He could be, talking about how amazing Bayern is instead. Yeah. Sharp. Do, do you know what do you know what annoys me almost even more than Kane with his unnecessary comments is how many people are like jumping on it now and going, Yeah, he's totally right and then using that to just bash Spurs fans with and this is mostly coming from Spurs fans, just go, Oh yeah, he's totally right and clubs are shambles and rah, rah, and then just, just using that to feed into their fucking big old very old now trope and about the club and how, how shit it all is. It's it's just it's just boring. And I like that's why I'm like I I, I think like you said, Ricky, I think it's just pointless from Kane. What's he doing? But he doesn't know what it what it like the ramifications of it, but there's so many people that just love jumping on this shit and just hammering the and club from it senselessly. The thing is, as well, like the way I the way I took it as well, like it's still raw for me, you know. I'm st- mm. I, it's still raw. I'm a sensitive guy. I loved him. I fucking really loved him. So when people and him or an ex girlfriend, whatever, make those remarks, you are a little bit. It does put. It did put my back up, um, and it did her and i didn't want to see that and it makes me sad a little bit but we fucking move on don't we i'm over it i don't need it to be like people are bringing it up i don't need him to be saying stuff i moved on like i'm like you know if you finish a relationship and you accept that it's over you don't want them people going oh yeah but you know he's she's been slagging you off slagging you off down the pub saying (laughs) you know if we went two nights without sex it wasn't a problem for him for me i needed lots of dick (laughs) He wasn't giving it to me. I don't want to hear that. I can't cope with that. Do you know what I mean? Just keep the dick, keep the dick, keep my dick out your damn mouth. Um, let's let's uh, let's end on a uh, positive here, which was what appeared on the um, Tottenham Hotspur official website, and it was Madison saying this quote. Uh, it was one of the reasons I wanted to go to Tottenham purely because I could just see myself playing for Tottenham. I'm not even 100% sure what I mean by that, so don't ask me. But I could just see myself in that team, in that kit, in that stadium. It just fitted well for me. It's a lovely thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm fast. I've said it before. Fast falling in love with this guy. Like, too fast that I even care to admit. And and again, like, with the, the comparisons of... I don't want to go into it, but with, with Harry, 
Like, why didn't he ever say stuff like that? And I, don't, I shouldn't be like, be annoyed about it, but I am. It's just, I, I am. But like, with Madders, it's just going to get better and better, really. And whether or not he's playing to us and knows what he wants, knows what the fans want to hear and stuff like that. I genuinely think he is feeling it and he is buzzing for it. Mm. And he's just, he just loves uh, playing for the club, his uh, teammates, the manager, everything at the moment. And um, that's where I want to be. That's where I want to focus my attention. There's nothing wrong with him knowing that that's that we love hearing that stuff either. Is there like he's, he's, no, I think it's I think it's great. I think I think he does actually genuinely mean most of what he says. I think he also knows what it means when he says it because he is he's so in tune with us as fans and 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 is a very I think he's a very emotionally intelligent guy. Um has definitely seen that there was a bit of a gap for him in both in terms of what the fans need when Kane leaves but also what the squad needs and you know he's he clearly needed to be a vice captain. I think if, if Sonny hadn't been there, I think he would have been a shoe in for captain, even though obviously that would have raised a few eyebrows. But he's he's just I think he's brilliant. Um and I think he's brilliant both because he 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 does genuinely feel it. You could you can see it in the videos with him when he was you know, when they did his box for him with the mural and all that sort of stuff, you could you could tell like that stuff's that stuff's real, you know, that that sort of the body language and all that sort of stuff. It's he's 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 just brilliant. Um and, and yeah, I'm a just Big fan. one more thing I wanted to talk about before we end is I don't know if you saw that we've put in proposals to Haringey Council about building this massive hotel near next to the stadium fundamentally mm. um, and w- why I really couldn't give a shit about racing tracks hotels all that stuff I do obviously the football is the most important as a financial entity the amount of money we can generate for this revenue is going to be insane like, I think we'll probably, Tottenham will probably be generating more revenue than any other club in the Premier League and you'll probably listen to this and go so what you can't put that in a trophy cabinet the reality is with the way financial fair play is going and it isn't sexy revenue is going to become king and our spending power will be rivaled by very few probably Manchester United and it'll be that Spurs and that's how I predict it going Tottenham Motspur and Manchester United who will have the financial clout more so than any other club because it's not about how much money your owners have in the bank. It's how much, how well you can fit within the financial regulations of football. And Spurs are going to be in in, a, in another world to most clubs. The issue is, though, will Daniel Levy take advantage of that? And that's a different question altogether. But in terms of fi- financially how we're going to be set up, there will be few as healthy as Tottenham Hotspur. What worries me about that, though, is um, the kind of the the narrative of We've, we've spent a billion on a stadium and we've got to pay that back and we've got to, you know, got to have loans spent and we can't put the money into players as much as we want because we need to pay, you know, we're getting all the concerts, we've got F1 track, we've got this and got that and we're paying it off. Do we really need another kind of giant asset like this hotel to be built and for more money to go on it? No, it's, so it, that we it's, can be told... Look... That's two different questions. You're asking, should we continue to develop as a business and build the hotel? Absolutely, we should. It's speculation. It's healthy speculation. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Should it be used as a reason to not... If, if, if it means building a hotel rather than buying another centre-back or whatever, several players we need, then no. The answer should be we shouldn't be prioritising the hotel for sure. But hmm. in terms of... The, yeah, go on. The, the tricky part becomes the club proving that that is the case because they're saying and they said even before we started building the stadium that this would not impact on our transfer spending and Levy has maintained the whole way through that it hasn't because of the way that the loan was structured it's a very very long loan very low interest um you know very very 25 million a season yeah it's 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 literally peanuts it's probably the best property you wouldn't be able to make that deal today um, more because the market's fucked, but you just, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to. It's it's an it's an unbelievable financial deal, um, and the hotel will be structured very well too. I don't think he will be. I think Levy knows as well that he is he has to be squeaky clean on this because of what his reputation is. I don't think he can. You know, this is it, it's a it's a publicly listed business. They have to they have to publish their P and Ls every single year, um, so we will be able to see what what's actually happening. Um, so. I think he has to stay well within 
he has to not let what we do as a business in terms of property and, and, and other investments not affect the, the, the transfer spendings. Um, I, I think you know, crucially aware of that. You know, when uh, the stadium won the sustainability awards and carbon that lot, you used to celebrated that. You used to celebrate and you and you posted it on your LinkedIn like you were connected with it. You two may be sick. Asset shaggers. No, a little eco-friendly wanker. Asset shaggers. That is stink. Yeah, Rick. It's the problem is never is never. Well, the problem with Daniel Levy is never on how well he runs a business. That that's not what the criticism comes from. The worrying thing that, that Mark said there was that while we're building the stadium, our transfer policy won't change and our targets won't change. That's a little bit more worrying because that's to suggest that if we had the stadium, we would have still have spent what we did. Maybe. Um, but what, hang on a second. What, what about, remember when we were building the stadium and we didn't spend until transfer wins? And I get some of that was Poch was a bit hesitant and didn't uh, identify the targets, whatever. But I think some of it was also that it was kind of like, ah, do we really have to spend? We're we're trying to spend, you know, we're we're building building a stadium. We're months behind. There's water coming through the roof. Poch, don't do this to me. Also, uh, also, Pochettino, there's all that stuff about Pochettino. I'm not sure I like my squad. I'm not going to add to it unnecessarily. Look at fucking what's happening at Chelsea. 40 players through the door. What do you want? What, Casadio? What, you want Lavia as well? Yeah, go on then. That's like... Anyway, um, final thing, final, final thing. I don't know if you saw this David Ornstein uh, tweet. (coughs) He tweeted in 2015. Tottenham considering ending interest in Sadio Berahino, but in talks with Bayer Leverkusen to sign Korean forward and Min Son. That is a sliding doors moment. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine. He's now captain of our football club. One of the most loved players oh. that we've ever seen. All right, then, boys. Thank you very much. Good pod. And um, remember, if you are still listening to this and you're interested in coming along to watch Tottenham Hotspur play them lot and doing it together, then you can do so by getting tickets to our Fighting Cock Social at the Bellevue in Clapham. Uh, go to our Twitter and uh, find the link if you can't find that for some reason contact one of the boys and they'll send you a link as well or do do that to me as well all right cheers boys cheers thank you Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.